Today on the newscast, Israel's enemies gloat over ongoing judicial reform protest. What is their plan to take advantage? Plus, the Iranian regime unveils a new cruise missile. Could it target U.S. forces in the region? Get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. As you can tell, I am not in the usual friendly confines of the Watchman studio, but I'm still in very friendly confines. I am in the great state of Texas for a couple of days doing some work, and I still wanted to come to you, even from my phone, just kind of down and dirty here, with some breaking updates out of the world's most chaotic and volatile region, the Middle East. Hey, you're not here for the bells and whistles. You are here for the content, so let's get into it. And before I do, be sure to subscribe and click notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. Folks, so much is happening, and what happens in the Middle East does not stay in the Middle East. So let's get into it. Number one, ongoing judicial reform protest right now in Israel. Uh, not the mass protest that we saw in days previous. People still in the streets, but... The troubling thing here, folks, is we even have Israeli nuclear scientists basically saying now we're going to boycott work because we disagree with judicial reform. As I reported on the newscast the other day, we have thousands of Israeli reservists in the IDF essentially refusing to report for duty over this. So what we have is an Israel that is internally divided right now, no doubt. And this all comes, by the way, on the anniversary of the 9th of Av, which as we described the other day on the newscast, was the it commemorates the destruction of both Jewish temples. That's right, it's hard to believe, but both Jewish temples, both the first temple, Solomon's temple, which was destroyed in 586 BC, and the second temple, known as Herod's temple, where Jesus taught and chased out the money changers, destroyed by the Romans in AD 70, on the same day. It's the darkest day on the Jewish calendar. It is known as the 9th of Av, and the people of Israel are commemorating that today at a time when Israelis are more divided than at any time I can remember. And you think back to the Second Temple when the Romans destroyed it and laid siege to Jerusalem. At that time, there was a Jewish civil war happening on the Temple Mount as the Romans were literally at the gates. So, Definitely uh, interesting timing for the 9th of Av this year, no doubt, with everything going on. And interesting timing, disturbing timing, I should say, for Israel's enemies who are gloating about all of this internal dissension inside the world's one and only Jewish state right now. Let's start with the Iranian regime. Surprise, surprise, Israel's greatest foe, which reportedly convened a meeting last week. Members of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards, Quds Force, that's their elite unit, met with Hamas leaders at an undisclosed location to discuss how to capitalize, how to take advantage of the ongoing political turmoil and division in Israel. And reportedly, their decision was, let's just kind of stand back, see how this all plays out, and see how much it weakens Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. We're not going to do anything right now. Iran and Hamas, and of course Hezbollah, who we'll discuss in a minute as well, they're saying that. They're saying, look, if we intervene and capitalize on this right now, then BB can kind of rally the country and unite the country against a common foe, us. 
So we're going to kind of sit back right now and see how this plays out and let Israelis continue to bicker and divide and, in Iran's view, uh, weaken themselves and make themselves more vulnerable to external attack. Now, if you talk to the Israel Defense Forces and Israeli leaders like I have, they say, look, yes, we're divided right now. This is a sign of a vibrant and free democracy and open society. These things happen. But at the end of the day, no matter how divided we are, perhaps more divided than at any time since the miraculous revival, rebirth of the state of Israel in 1948. Despite all that, we'll come together when the rubber hits the road if there is an external threat gathering. Well, folks, I hope so, because Iran, Hezbollah, Hamas, they smell weakness and they mean business. And over the past few months, as we've detailed here at length for you on the Watchman newscast, they've been probing uh, Iran, its proxies, more bold, more daring in their confrontation of Israel, whether it's rockets, missiles, Hezbollah planting a bomb a few months ago in northern Israel, Hezbollah becoming more bold in its incursions across the Lebanese border into northern Israel. The other day we had elite Hezbollah, or about a week ago, elite Hezbollah fighters patrolling the Israel-Lebanon border in plain view. And then we have the comments when we talk about Israel's enemies gloating. We have the comments on Monday. That was the big day when the so-called reasonableness law passed. It was the first piece of legislation in that judicial reform and obviously massive protest in the street. Uh, Israel's opposition boycotted the vote in the Knesset. It, it was a tough day, no doubt, but the bill was passed and Prime Minister Netanyahu's government has plans to pass more bills like it. They believe that Israel's judici judiciary has too much power, is too left-wing, and is biased against conservatives. They want to change that. Hezbollah leader Sheikh Hassan Nasrallah, uh, the, the pinnacle of gloating by one of Iran's proxies, said Monday that Israel is on the road to its destruction. It's on the road to collapse. He said there's no going back now. They're eating themselves from within, uh, tearing themselves apart. Uh, and he said this Monday, the day the first judicial reform bill passed, was in his words, the darkest day in Israel's history because he believes it hastens the demise of the Jewish state. Now folks, let's take a breather. Let's take a minute just to remind everyone as, as though I needed to, but I will remind you that Israel's not going anywhere. The people of Israel have returned to their ancient and ancestral homeland never to be uprooted again. The word of God is very clear about that from cover to cover. Israel is going through a very tough time. And in many ways, a prophecy tells us that certainly things are going to get tougher, no doubt, in the days to come. But Israel will survive. And at least for now, Israel will continue to thrive. There may be bumpy roads ahead, but Israel will survive. Israel will thrive. The people of Israel have returned never to be uprooted again. And the God of Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. So that had to be mentioned as we're bringing all these messages of Iran's enemies spreading uh, gloom and th them boasting and expressing their confidence that, wow, we have a golden opportunity here to take advantage. Uh, not so fast. You can try, but at the end of the day, God Almighty will have something to say about that. Okay, public service announcement over right there. Let's move on to, we'll stay with Iran and we'll move on to the threat against the United States. That's right. The Iranian regime refers to Israel only as the little Satan. Remember, folks, the United States is the great Satan in the ideology of the Iranian regime. And we have Iran this week unveiling the Al-Mahdi naval cruise missile. It has a range of over 600 miles 
And the obvious target is U.S. forces in the region. As we reported on the newscast last week, we have, number one, a, a continuous just spate of conflicts between the U.S. Navy and Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps in the Persian Gulf, Gulf of Oman, and elsewhere in the waters of the Middle East, to the point well, with Iran engaging in what I view as acts of piracy, seizing shipping at least three fuel tankers since April alone, it's gotten to the point where the U.S. last week, as we documented here in the newscast, is sending up to 2,500 Marines, F-16s, F-35s, uh, three warships to the region in an effort to basically tell the Iranian regime back off to be a deterrent force. Now, my big question last week when we talked about this was, does Iran really believe that the Biden administration is serious here, or do they think the Biden administration is just bluffing in terms of using force against Iran. I Sadly, I think it's the latter and, and that the Iranian regime does believe this administration in Washington today is bluffing. Nevertheless, it is a show of force by the United States and a show of force in Iran's view in return uh, by unveiling this new cruise missile. Big question as I go, as I go, would Iran use this cruise missile against U.S. naval forces in the region? Look, we've seen Iran act against U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria, over 80 attacks since January 2020, uh, 2021 alone. Uh, are we in for some nasty business on the high seas? I'd love to get your take. Leave your comment here. I am on the road still tomorrow, but I'll come to you from my trusty phone here with more right here on the Watchman Newscast. Hey, keep Israel in your prayer right now. Prayers right now, very tough time. Until tomorrow, thanks so much for joining me. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.